Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? You got Antonio, also known as Recon4761, is my gamer tag on Xbox X and the PlayStation Pro 4. Coming to you from the Rated of Gaming Studios out of Chicago at 7 p.m. in the evening. Yeah, and I know it's been a while since I got out here into the podcast. The last time we did a podcast was back, oh man, in April, or I would say May, a month before E3. Well, we went. We conquered, we did the E3 thing, which was uh, last month, because we're almost going into uh, August already. Wow, man, time flying by when you're having fun in the summertime. But anyway, there's so much to just happen over the you know last month or so. You know, E3 was awesome. Went there. Uh, we represent our brand, like I told you we were going to do in our last podcast show. So we went there real heavy. The only thing that it that was extremely heavy this year at this year's E3. Cause I don't know if a lot of you listeners went or a lot of people just couldn't afford it and just stayed home and watched the, the live, you know, feeds on a lot of the uh, social media networks. Cause I believe, uh, you know, Twitter was, you know, broadcasting it. Uh, you had people like Facebook. I know I streamed myself, you know, for the first time, you know, at this year's E3, I had some, better more equipment that I told you in our last podcast that we went with, you know, I had the, the GoPro. I, I picked up the, uh, the new uh, DJI Osmond, which is the uh, mobile handheld device that makes your cell phone a little bit more steady. So I did a lot of streaming from the cell phone, a lot of streaming um, through the GoPro. Then we did bring our, uh, also the Panasonic uh, GS, you know, we, so we brought, you know, some adequate equipment, that we needed to, you know, to do some more professional, uh, better quality video, you know, so we can post up on our, you know, social media sites and our uh, pages that we're working on. We're like with Facebook, because we did a lot of streaming on Facebook. We didn't do too much, like I would say, on um, Twitter, nothing on the other sites. We did, I would say, 90% of our content streaming was on Facebook, and it turned out excellent. And we did it on our pages that we have on Facebook because we have about six like pages that we manage. And then our our main page is our Facebook, you know, page. And you're like, well, what do you mean your Facebook page? It's not like, you know, more like a personal Facebook page or family Facebook page. This page is if you, you know, go on Facebook and you type in Recon A Suarez, it's our gaming page, you know, and it's it's me, of course, on there, but I'm marketing and i'm networking with the products that we do here in the studio so it's a lot of pictures for you know game related stuff game related activities and so on and stuff like that it's not like personal family pictures or you know family gatherings and stuff like that or anything like that it's more you know geared toward the rated f gaming studio um a lot of our video contents it's like video game news and updates uh, literature, what's hot, what's not, what's in, what's out and all that stuff like that. And then our like pages are more like, you know, you people are like, well, why you got so many like pages? Well, we, uh, we started with one and then one went to two and then three and four. So our like pages consist of like rated of gaming studio a that's one rated of gaming studio B that's two rated of gaming three. And then we have one that's, you know, for call of duty, which is a like page, which, Every year it changes. So it could be like uh, we just updated it 
So it's Call of Duty Black Ops 4, where before it was the old, you know, Call of Duty. And we just upgraded with the pictures that we took when we went out to E3 and we posted up new content on that. But the main page we're probably so you probably asked them, so what page did you broadcast or, you know, your stream on? We didn't do it on our main page, which is the recon page. We did it on the E3 page, which is the fifth page. So we have a page out there that's geared toward E3 and we change it every year. So if it's E3 2018 right now with all the E3 20, you know, I'm sorry, E3 contents on there. Well, then next year we'll change it to E3 2019, you know, as we get closer to, you know, next year's E3. But right now it's 2018 with all the stuff that we took from the LA Convention Center and then all the adventures that we did out there in LA and stuff like that, all the products in the showcase and there's some streams. So if you were to go out there now and type in E3 2018, you'll see our like page. And then you can see all the stuff we did in LA, you know, that we were out there for, uh, I believe it was nine days and stuff like that. And some people only go the first couple of days and then they leave. Some people come in on the exact day of the first day of E3. We flew out there early, you know, so E3 is on the 12th, 13th, and 14th, which is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We got there Saturday because there was a lot of outside venues before E3 started. And people like, well, what do you mean? I thought E3 was just under one roof, under one Pacific date. No, because you had EA Play, which had their own venue set away from E3, that didn't start doing E3. They used to be with E3, but E3 is not holding the space to keep them in-house. So a lot of the outsiders, you know, like EA plays had a huge area up in Hollywood somewhere. I can't be exact, but they did this last year and we weren't able to make it because the lines were long. So we planned it a whole lot better this, this year. And in order to get into EA play, you have to go online register they send you notifications and then you send them information back and then they send you a copy through your email then you print it out on your printer and it got a barcode then when you get there you pick a certain date that you want to show up to play whichever games that are on that list so we picked like the new game of course battlefield so we got there it was um, not as packed as we thought we you had to walk a pretty way, you know, good ways around it because they had a big spot that was like blocked off. It was huge. So we got in with no problem. We presented our barcodes. We, they gave us these wristbands. We walked through these little wristbands had these little white, little coated barcodes that you scan in certain areas that you went to go and play the demos because they wanted to know that, which was pretty cool. So I did a lot of blogging there and a lot of streaming there. I didn't get a chance to really play the game that I wanted to because I just wanted to, you know, shoot the live feedback to my um, E3 2018 page is what we were streaming on, you know, back to the viewers and stuff like that. And it was very successful. We got a lot of people tuning in. The craziest thing about it is which uh, I would say I never experienced this before. And if, you know, if all goes well, and we are going to go next year for 2019. I mean, it was just the people that were responding on our um, E3 2018 page. I mean, the viewers, of course, the subscribers that were following, the new people that were joining was like tremendous. It was like, um, man, when like two to 300 people were just liking the page a day. You know, those are the new people that were clicking in, watching it and subscribing to the page. 
and it was like growing. I mean, when we started out, it was like at 1500, you know, likes. And by the time E3 is over and done with, we're close to 5,000, you know, so you can look at that like, wow, we must have been doing something great. I mean, it was just clicking every day, every day that we were in L.A., that that we were at E3 and we were streaming stuff, posting stuff on the E3 2018 page. Now, you probably say, what do you mean E3 2018 page? It's not like it's we're not affiliated with E3 2018. We're not an an organization. You know, we don't advertise for them or do anything like that. This is our only I call it a fan page. And the fan page is our own E3 page that. We broadcast whatever it is that E3 has to offer on our E3 fan page. So if it was E3 gaming, E3, you know, content, E3, whatever, this was geared toward, you know, our E3 fan following, you know. So this page was created for that because we had people on our pages that thought we were affiliated with E3 because they were leaving comments like, you know, being harassed at the door, I guess, because of the high security. And that's what I was going to mention earlier. The security at this year's E3 was like, man, off the chain. I mean, the the, the, secu- the security was more stricter than what you go through the airport, you know, taking off your shoes and stuff like that. And it basically was like you go through one thing, you have to take out your wallet, your, your bags, and then they then you had to go with see-through bags or plastic bags so they could see whatever you would, you know, bring it in or the, we bought backpacks that we had made at the last minute that were like the shoulder straps, one strap come across your chest and clipped. And that was pretty decent. And it was in black and we had our logo put on it on that, you know, when we came in and it was really knitted like a stitch. And it was cool. It was pretty cool because we got some compliments on it and uh, we're going to roll with it next year again. And we picked up about three of those and had those made like a couple of weeks before E3. So that way it would be easier for them to see what we had in our bags. And most of the stuff that we had in the bags were just get a camera gear and stuff like that, like like little tripod GoPro. Then we brought our own water bottles, which our own logo, our own brand on the water bottles. So we had our own hats, wristbands, of course. Um, you know, the, 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 our own t-shirts and stuff like that, but it was so hot in Cali. And I mean, the backpacks work out excellent. I'll be honest with you. If I didn't, if we had a came with our regular rated up gaming backpacks, I think our backs would have been all sweaty and wet and stuff like that. But these things worked out perfect. These knitted stitched, uh, I, I, I guess they call them mush backpacks, yeah, mush backpacks. And they were netted, so they were easy to breathe on your back. You didn't sweat, and you could wear it like, you know, it was just one strap coming across, and it was easier for us to get around and not be held down because you travel very light. And like I said, the only thing we had was the water bottles and the gear and stuff like that, but it was pretty hot in L.A. I believe this year's E3 was one of the hottest ones compared to pre, you know, previous years that we were out there. And, man, there was times like when we went to EA Play, it was so hot. You know, because most of their venues and gameplay was outside. And that day was really hot and muggy. I mean, it felt like, you know, 95, close to 100. And it was like, wow. And the sun was right on top of us when we went. So it was like high noon and stuff like that. So I'm like, wow. I see if it was cooler, it would be great. They had two stages set up at e- EA Play. And a lot of people probably asked someone, so break a little bit more down what EA Play was about. EA Play was... um their own venue that was set up in Hollywood that ran from um, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. 
and it ended. Monday was the last day. And then, of course, E3 kicks in on Tuesday. So they do this every year, you know, and it just gets bigger and bigger. Last year, they had one stage. This year, this year they had two stages and they had a live performance by the Amigos that came out. And, and you know, that's one of my favorite groups. And, and they perform in the evening when the sun sat. But, yeah, they had uh, the people from Battlefield up there doing interviews and talking about it, throwing out all kind of swag and stuff like that. So it was set up really nice. And I, I was impressed and I liked it. And I also streamed it and recorded it and then posted it up on my um, Instagram. So if you guys want to go check it out, it's on Rated F Gaming. Type that in on Instagram. So it should be Rated underscore F underscore Gaming. You can check that out on Instagram. Um, you can check out the E3 page on Facebook. Just type in E3 2018 and you, you'll see it connected with a lot of, of our you know other stuff. And of course, like that. But yeah, it was a great time. Um, still overcrowded like last year, you know, um, I thought this year was going to be the last year, but it's next year when their lease is up. And from what I speculate, from what I see, it's still the long lines were long. It's, you know, crazy still, because you, when you open it up to the public, you're bringing in more people that the uh, LA convention center can handle. So it was like bumper to bumper people. It was just like waiting for two to three hours to play certain games. So what me and my, you know, psychic partner did, which is center parade, we just walked around and did a lot of streaming and video playing and, and, and broadcasting and talking about the products and stuff like that. And it worked out, be you know, even better. I mean, that's what we were there for. First of all, I mean, second, if we, we got the chance to play the games, we would have played them. But like I said, the lines were just two, three hours and, we, we broadcast our, you know, live feed going into the L.A. Convention Center through the security system to show people what they would, you know, that couldn't go, what the experience was like, you know. So that worked out pretty well. And like I said, there was a lot of new products, but I'll be honest with you, uh, you know, they got to expand. And I don't think the L.A. Convention Center can keep up with the demand of, of E3 and, and the gaming industry because it just getting it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's why the outside venue like EA play had to rent their space somewhere else. Then you had Microsoft that had their own venue for um, media that they couldn't hold in the LA convention center. So they rented out the staple. I'm sorry, the Microsoft theater they rented out. So Xbox rented out the Microsoft theater to throw their own media Microsoft briefing. And that's the one I also went to. I went to the Microsoft briefing, briefing, which was with, you know, so I got there Friday. They had the Microsoft briefing on Saturday. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. No, it was Sunday. So I got, I got in, it was just like a hand pick full of people. And you're like, well, recon, how did you get in on a Microsoft briefing? That's the first time they did this. And that's the first time they held it at the Microsoft theater. So it was just a, I think only a thousand media people got in, you know, so you had to have a big following on Facebook because they asked you this information when you submit to, you know, for these things, like for, if it was for PlayStation, cause PlayStation had their own media brief. You had Nintendo, you had a lot of other people, but I wanted to get on, on uh, Xbox, which is what I'm familiar with here in the studio. So we got lucky and it was only one. So I couldn't bring in a second member of the rated of gaming staff. They only allow one per, you know, because they're trying to make it, you know, fair for everybody, you know. So you, you when you're limited to a thousand media brief people, you only can have so many from that, you know, 
company or whoever you, you're representing. So I was one of the lucky f- few that was chosen. And I went and I streamed it. I, I got a good seating and stuff like that. I did ask for a little spot, like a media spot that they tape off or, you know, that had the little table and gave you a higher up advantage to, you know, stream your contents without any heads walking over or people passing by and stuff like that. But I saw I found a good seating in the corner, a nice angle that gave me a great view to stream my stream. And, and you know, I didn't talk over, you know, what the announcers were presenting and stuff like that. I just streamed it. They introduced the game, the trailer, world premiere, world premiere, world premiere. And that's the way we, you know, I streamed it. But it was a great experience for the first time for me. But it made me, it gave me a lot of ideas for next year's E3 2019. Like I said, okay, this is what I need. This is what I'm going to ask. And this is how we're going to do it. So I can get, you know, some assistance with me, you know, on, you know, uh, I did request if I can get an extra pass for my partner who came with me and I didn't get no response in time enough. So I said, well, I guess it's just going to be me solo by myself doing this. And it, it worked out, you know, that I was able to handle the camera and do this, but next year I'm going to put in, you know, for two. So that way it's a whole lot easier and bring better equipment because I could have brought better equipment, but it would take two people to handle it, you know? And yeah. Uh, and, like I said, it worked out great. It was a great experience. Um, like I said, next year, 2019, is going to be E3's last year at the LA Convention Center because they signed a deal for four years, a lease. And next year will be the fourth year. And LA Convention Center was supposed to expand to keep up with the demands. But from what I see and from going over the last four years, they haven't because the outs- people are still just setting up outside of E3 because of the space and a lot of people are doing their own things still, but they did have a lot. Like I said, I would say between Xbox's setup and PlayStation, I was impressed with Xbox. Sorry about that. I just tapped the mic. Um, <clears throat> PlayStation, when we walked through it, it was, I don't know. It wasn't popping as live. It didn't have that spark. It was, you know, it had a good layout of things and stuff like that. People are like, well, hey, PlayStation don't have to prove anything because they're already, you know, they're number one when it comes to their consoles being, you know, and all of this and that. And that's great and dandy. But Xbox seemed to have it going on. I mean, when you walked in, it was lit very well. It was just like party atmosphere. It felt like nightclub. All the lights and, the you know, this going on. It was just like, wow, this is where I want to be. This is just kicking. So we streamed that and it was just like, wow, you look left, you look right, look up. Everything was just like catching you left and right. We didn't get that kind of feeling when we walked inside of uh, the PlayStation setup, me and my partner in crime. And we just kind of walked in and said, man, this is kind of like, you know, whatever. But if you go to a club, then you know what I mean. You know, when you walk into a nightclub and the music is bumping and people are dancing and everybody's like, yo, you'd be like, man, this is, oh, we should have. But then you walk out and he's like, let's just go hit up another club. You walk in and everybody's just like mellow and you're like, wow, man, this is pretty, you know, but that's the experience that we got. I mean, outside venues were great on the outside of E3. Only like it's only thing that was, you know, that was, I would say it was hot. It was hot. You had to bring a lot of liquids, you know, drinking, 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 you know, it, it was great. It was a great experience. And we'll be back, like I said, next year with, you know, doing it bigger and better because, from the reports and the information I got right after E3, because they're always releasing the updates and the outcome of 
you know, what happened and how they're going to do next year's E3 is that they're going to end it with a bigger and badder boom. And that's what we're looking for. So we're going to go even bigger and badder next year, you know, with more brand, more product, more gear, more stuff, since, you know, we don't know where 2020 is going to wind up. Some people are speculating it might wind up in Vegas. Some people said, hey, maybe up in San Diego. You know, I don't know. But I, I like to say is that I love L.A. L.A. is a second city, you know, my second home, I call it. You know, I'm from Chicago, but when I go to L.A., it's just like paradise and stuff and hanging out. And I love the palm trees. And I love the weather. You know, people like, oh, the people. Hey, man, I don't. Everybody's great. You know, but I just feel that L.A. Convention Center is just it's not ready. You know, it can't hold a lot of people right now. It's just like, you know, the the venue is is not adequate for. E3, E3, it just grows and grows and grows. And like I said, I feel that ever since it opened up to the public, it's just too huge. It's just overwhelming right now. So like I said, they're going to have to look for another venue, another setup, and maybe Vegas. People said, oh, Vegas has got the biggest, you know, spot that can house whatever E3 needs. It's huge. It's 10 times the size of uh, the LA Convention Center. And some people say, hey, up in San Diego. All I know is they got to keep it West Coast. E3 is West Coast. Some people, you know, I would love for them to bring it to Chicago. I mean, we got the uh, McCormick Place here, which is huge enough. To, I mean, it's like three LA Convention Centers, you know, the size. And uh, it's more than enough space. But I feel like when people are like, well, hey, Recon, you ain't going to worry about flying out and hotel expenses and stuff like that. But I said, well, that's the beauty of going to E3 is getting out of your hometown and going someplace different, you know, for the summer. And, you know, but that's just my opinion. A lot of people may see a difference. Some people say, Hey, how about taking it to New York? Yeah. In New York, you know, it's, it's not E3 and stuff like that. Who knows? They, they might go from city to city, just like the NFL, just like the draft and stuff like that. They, they pick different cities to do their, you know, the draft every year. Cause they used to be, my understanding used to be in one spot. And then they decided, hey, we need to just switch it up a little bit, mix it up like the NFL draft comes to Chicago and then you got, you know, different other venues. So everybody's trying something different. You know, after a while, it gets kind of stale sitting in one spot, if you know what I mean. But we'll see where it goes. But other than that, man, it's just a lot of other things been going on here in the studio. You know, we had our favorite uh, guest, Mr. Ozzy James himself out there in LA, Chicago boy that moved out to LA to pursue his dream in the movie industry and is doing very well. He was here in Chicago last week, visiting some friends and families. His sister just had a baby and stuff like that. Congratulations to them. They stopped by the studio, him and another associate, which was Annie, which was great. We did, um, a video shoot for Instagram and I posted that up. So if you want to go check that out, it's at uh, Rated F Gaming. Well, like I said before, just type in Rated F Gaming. You'll find a video of me interviewing Mr. Ozzy James about his uh, movie roles out there. Because when we were out in L.A., we were trying to hook up with him, but he was busy working on a movie. I guess they called him in to do some fill-ins or some help on this movie called Friendsgiving. With, um, <clears throat> I, can't believe, I can't remember his name, but I had his name. But yeah, it was called Friendsgiving, and I, I guess he did some last minute adjustments and worked on that. That was supposed to come out um, in 2019 for Thanksgiving. So, but go check out the interview. Like I said, it's one minute. We did it 
pretty good, you know, especially, you know, we got Instagram down pan because they only give you a minute to, po- you know, for the videos and stuff. I wish they extended to two or three. I mean, it would be awesome. But yeah, we did that. And then we also did a little video gaming skit. So we we got two videos out there for you to check out. And so, like I said, the Instagram page is doing very well and stuff like that. But yep, he was here and now he's back in L.A. Uh, he got some free time because he was basically saying that he's looking to go live streaming on Twitch and get some gameplay in because he is a gamer. But his profession right now is, you know, movie director, producer, musician, gamer and stuff like that. So now that he did all of his movie editings and everything is out of the way because his uh, final movie show, he, he's got a show coming out called Shootout which is supposed to appear on some of the, the networks that they're working on. He didn't give me details on which network, but he says it's it's applications or whatever apps that we use almost every other day or people use out here in the, you know, the play world or something like that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I saw this sneak peek. He gave me a sneak peek of the trailer that he edited real quick. And it was awesome because I wanted to see, I asked him, I said, so how did you shoot this? What, you know, what, what gear did you use this in? He goes, man, we used an 8K drone, 8K. Okay, you know how there's 4K? They used 8K. So I said, wait a minute. There's no such thing as an 8K drone. So he told me what we did is we upgraded the lens and the camera that, that fits on the drone to get that 8K footage from the, you know, from aerial footage and then side angle footage and, and stuff like that, you know, from the car movements to the, you know, certain angles of, you know, sky views showing like the hills and the roads and stuff like that and also they were using a lot of uh, 8k 6k and stuff like that and i'm like wow so i was like man there ain't even no tv out that can handle you know that 8k and 6k and he goes well what you do you know so he broke it down to me how it works he goes well you know basically what it is is that you can't watch it in 8k or 6k but you'll get the best resolution when it's displayed. So I'm like, okay. So he's just like, say, for instance, if you got a 720 TV and you got a 10K video, you're going to get it. You're not going to watch it in 10K, of course, because your, your TV's only 720, but you'll get a higher resolution and more clear to, uh, clarity and more pixel and sharpness, you know, in 720, but it'll be boosted up more cleaner and sharper, you know, so that's how he broke it down. So for some of you people probably like, what the hell is recon talking about? I don't know all about that tech stuff and stuff like that. Basically it's like to make it simple, make it easy and simple. Normally if you, if you record in 720, you're going to get 720. If you record in 1080, you notice if you watch a video that was recorded in 720 and watch a video recorded in 1080 and you put them on a 720, you're going to notice there's going to be a little bit more sharper, more clarity, more um, more colors and vibrant, and it pop a little bit more on it. Looking at that, the 1020, but in 720, but it's going to be a little higher pitch. That's the best way I can explain it, guys. I mean, if it's kind of hard if you don't have the, t- the equipment, because a lot of my friends still watching the old lcd tvs they haven't even upgraded to leds or anything like that and you know a lot of people are like oh tv is tv picture is picture you know and i'm like dude you don't know what you're missing man just go out the tvs are cheap now you can go out and get yourself a 4k tv where i remember a couple of years ago they were running at two thousand three thousand now you can pick up one for two to three hundred dollars 
You can hell, you can get a 50, 55 for about 300 Samsung, whatever, because they're and people are like, well, why are they so cheap now? Because you got the quad LEDs that are coming out and they're pretty pricey right now. Cause right now we're running quad LEDs here in the studio on our, on our gaming monitors and stuff like that. But we're going to replace this uh, coming this fall. One of the bigger TVs in the, you know, gaming setup, which is studio a, where we got a, you know, Samsung curve, ultra wide curve. That was the thing a couple of years ago. Remember that? That was the thing that was popping. Now that's like, they got the ultra 4k, you know, wide curve. And that's what we're looking to get, you know, so we're looking to get the ultra quad LED wide. That's, you know, different level of, you know, you're talking about that 6k resolution 8k up there when you go that level qual you know pixels and stuff like that but anyway guys that's what we got going on here because we also you know we're not just gamers i don't know if what you heard on our last podcast shows we're mad gaming sciences we're looking for better ways to create better gaming contents where no other gamer has gone before so tune in in each every day for the best gaming news updates from around the gaming industry Doot! and i'm back yeah well anyway that's what we do here in the studio, man. We're mad gaming scientists. We're trying to create our own gaming edge by being totally unique, totally different than any other gaming company. And people ask me all the time, so what is Rated F Gaming about? We rate fun games. We rate games for fun. That's what Rated F Gaming stands for. We give you our opinions and the breakdowns, the good, the bad, the ugly, the its and the bouts, and we test them and give you the flaws, the glitches, whatever it is, and the feedback to the consumer and to the developers, letting them know, hey, this is what's not, and this is what's it, and this is what's happening, and all of this good stuff. So that's what we do here in the studio, man. We're no gaming develop company like that, because people think, well, hey, are you just like um, Ubisoft, or are you like the other gaming? And I'm like, no, dude, we, we don't develop our own games. We don't code stuff here. We just test them. We give you our reviews. And so on. We make videos about it. We do the podcast show. We do streaming. We play the games. We stream it on Twitch. We stream it on Mixer. We stream it on YouTube gaming, whatever, you know, Facebook, which is the newest thing now. But anyway, got some quick news here for you on, on what's going on in the uh, gaming industry uh, in Chicago. Just this weekend, we had Mr. Tyler Ninja, Chicago native gamer here that did the first gaming rise Don tournament at the Willis Tower in Chicago, the 99th floor of the Willis Tower. Then that started like at 8 p.m. on a Saturday and it went until, you know, the sun came up and that's when the tournament finished. So I believe that's what uh 12 hour tournament. Uh, the cash prize jackpot was $5,000 split between two people. I guess they walked away with $2,500 on that. So you had the uh, winner was a Chicago first place. Second place was a New Yorker. And um, Talent Ninja pretty, did pretty well. You know, they couldn't win it. They just was in it to play it and just make it more competitive and stuff like that. So they weren't one of the people that could actually win the trophy. Trophy was the Sears, you know, the Willis Tower, which we all know is the Sears Tower here in Chicago. So you got these two big nice that says uh, Red Bull Rise, you know, till dawn, you know, Fortnite tournament that was posted on it, which was pretty unique. You can, you can, guys can Google it, check it out and stuff like that. You probably asked me and say, Recon, why you went in it? I'll be honest with you, man. Um, we totally forgot about it because we were getting ready for E3. And 
you had to register. It was like $40 to get in to compete. I think it was 199 players and they sold out within seven minutes. So I was like, wow. But uh, hopefully they'll bring it. Uh, you know, the rumors are and it was pretty successful. So you got some people said it, it was, you know, didn't take off the well. The stream wasn't connected very well. It kept being disconnected. It was two hour delay and stuff like that from, you know, from what I read. Then other people that reviewed it said it went off pretty well. And the fans were very, very happy. I'm happy. I'll be honest with you because, you know, Ninja stepped up. <clears throat> he did something that should have been done a long time ago. He brought gaming to Chicago, which was long overdue. <clears throat> and it, and it's like, wow. So they're going to bring it back next year, you know, and I'm, and I'm looking for it to be bigger and better. Just like we have Pokemon here for the second year. Yeah. The Pokemon Go Fest was up here and they had it in Lincoln Park in Chicago, where before it was at the, um, they had it like at the Bean, the giant Bean downtown, which didn't do very well because of the signals, you know, the, the app crashed. Last year, a lot of people got flustrated. They sued. They filed a law, you know, a lawsuit against them, and then a lot of money was returned. So what the guy did, he's, he he did his homework. He brought in a lot of the cell phone towers from AT and T, from Teen Mobile, these mini little cell phone towers that popped up. So they got it right this year, which was pretty successful. And I know next year they're coming back with Pokemon Go. A lot of people flew in from this, you know, all over. You know, that's how packed it was, and it sold out. So that was a huge success. So I'm looking for Pokemon Go 3 to come back in 2019. I'm looking for Rise Till Dawn, <clears throat> Red Bull Tournament, you know, with Fortnite to come back next year, the, the bigger and better. I don't know if they're going to do it at the Willis Tower. They should because that was pretty successful. So it, it, it it's just like, wow, you know, something that I thought I'd never see here happen in Chicago because everybody's like, oh, we're gaming this West Coast. All the tournaments are West Coast. You know, you're never going to get anything. I mean, you know, this is where, where, you know, where you want it to be because I thought, I was like, man, there's no tournaments here. There's no competition. Nobody's not familiar with gaming. But now it's giving the city of Chicago some gaming recognition, that which is long overdue, like I said. So I'm looking forward to the future as far as like gaming here in the big city because i thought i was alone to be honest with you but now things are starting to pop like i said we're gonna look to get bigger and better in 2019 you know with our contents our brand and stuff like that and we're gonna get out more like i said the you know it's still young we're in the middle of summer here and we still got a lot of things going on and stuff like that in the studio we haven't really been in here because in summertime like i said before a lot of people don't spend a lot of time in the studio or you know hanging around and playing Games are doing a lot of reviews. We try to get out and have fun. Like I said, we don't, we're not just your regular gamer couch potatoes and stuff like that. We get out and get our exercise. We play ball. We go to the beach. We hang out. You got a lot of, you know, parades and picnics and all that good stuff to do. And like I said, we've been keeping busy. And the time right now is 7.40 p.m. in the big windy city of Chi-Town, Chicago. Tune in each and every day. Or will I, shall I say twice a month to get your fix right here at the Radiative Gaming Studios. We bring you the latest information on gaming, news, comedy, whatever it is related to the gaming industry, you can catch it right here at the Radiative Gaming Studios A or B. And I'm back. Yep, that's me doing my own pubs and stuff like that commercials live and on the air. But with that, guys, I'm going to have to cut this short. I say, you know, it's 
35 minutes and 43 seconds into the podcast show. And you're probably like, well, hey, Recon, what do you mean? Give us only 35 minutes. You haven't been out here in, in some time. I was like, yeah, but you know, you know, the studio's a little bit warm. I got to get some better insulation in here. And you're like, what do you mean it's warm? Because like I said before, if, if you were listening to the podcast, the first one and the second one, and this is the third podcast, I mean, we're inside of a recording studio that we built. So this recording studio is the size of a walk-in closet. It's got everything like your big studios got, but it's just in a small compact studio. It's got the professional acoustic panels from the ceiling, from the left and right walls, all the way down to the floor, almost down to the, the baseboard, you know, and then we got our acoustic panels in the ceiling, of course, you know, some drop low acoustic panels to keep that echo sounds. And then, of course, I got my road mic and my pop stopper, and then I got another mini little studio in front of my mic so that way I don't, you know, get any of that pop coming back at you guys so it can give you that clean, professional sound, if you know what I mean. Testy one, two, three. Yeah, like that. But anyway, guys, um, like I said, for, for those you just tuning in, I want to thank all of um, the people that picked up the, radio, the Rated Up Gaming Studio podcast show out there. I think I got, oh man, something like, I'm on Spotify now. I'm on uh on the, in the Apple store now. And and then the list goes on and stuff like that. So you can, you know, if I had the list here, like I would break it down, but I don't want to swipe over to another cam, you know, another, like a different page and lose my recording session time. But yeah, I got like seven networks that have picked me up, you know, from, you know, so it's no problem getting my show picked up out there. I mean, I'm hoping to get more, but I want to thank you guys for picking it up and posting me out there on a lot of the, uh, social media apps and stuff like that, making my podcast available to a lot of listeners, you know, cause a lot of people say, well, I only use this app. And a lot of people may say, well, I only use this app. Like people like, Hey, I only use the Apple app. And some people like, I'm only a spot, you know, I would like to pick up, get picked up on iHeart. That would be nice. But Hey, so, uh, I heard radio. If you're listening, Hey, pick me up, man. You know, I'll put more shows out for you guys. You know, I'll make an effort to get out here even more. You know, a lot to say I'm not trying to, but like I said, with my busy schedule and things like that, I love podcasting, man. I'm a talker, so I can get out here and talk for hours about any and everything. You know, I don't have to read from a script or anything like that or do it like take one, take two, take three. Nope, that's not me, man. I, I'm like a walking computer. Every You know, I'll read stuff. I'll gather the information and I'll have it all stored in my you know head like a computer. And then when I get on the air, it's like bam, bam, next, 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 next. So I have no problem of, uh, you know, talking to you about any and, and, and everything. And if it's something I don't know and I'm not familiar with, I'll definitely get back to you with the next show on it. I'll do it. It's like, hey, remember what we talked about on the last show? Well, guess what? I got the details on it and stuff like that. But um, it's just like, I'm so excited sometimes when I get out here on the air that I forget some things. I'll be like, oh man, I wanted to tell it the listener is this, and I can't remember what it was. And then when you get off the air, it's like, that's what it was. But anyway, uh, I would say the next time I get out of here, it'll be talking more about how the summer is going along what summer projects we got coming out. Cause like I said, we're doing, um, a lot of videos now, you know, on, on our, um, Instagram pages, mostly we before we were just posting up pictures. Now we're doing strictly videos. Like it could be, and everything is one minute on Instagram, like I said. So it could be from interviews. It could be uh, a lot of interviews that we posted up were from our experience from E3. So definitely go check it out. 
from the streaming to the reviews on the game, from gameplays to interviews and stuff like that. And then on our, like I said, on our Facebook pages, we got from one through six like pages, you know, reviews on games, also some uh, gameplay footage from E3, some commentaries and stuff like that. And then there's, of course, news uh, trailers and stuff like that coming out from the gaming industry. Because a lot of people say, well, what, do we, what do you do to keep your E3, you know, page alive when E3 is over with? There's different ways of looking at it. Because I'm a social media, you know, vampire or social media, you know, I'm out there, dude. I'm a, I'm a social media leech. So I'm looking for any and everything. And I just don't post anything. I, I research it and I'm, I'm, I'm like, like dissecting it. And I'm like, okay, my, my viewers or listeners is going to be interested in this. So, um, I kind of like pick through it and I spend like people like, well, man, you got to put a lot of time into that. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. Um, we, I spend hours going through this stuff. I just don't, like I said, grab anything and just post it out there just to be posting and just say, Hey, I posted up 15 of, you know, whatever. No, I'm, we're very picky what we post up and we make sure it's like geared toward the person that, that are following us. So we're giving you contents that's geared toward gaming and interesting gaming contents, not just like bull or BS content. And we research it to make sure it is not like fake, like what's his name? Fake news, fake news. No. So what we put out, we make sure it's original. It's, you know, it's not fake. And it's, you know, from a higher rep. You know, like some people may post stuff out here that's false. Some people may post stuff out here that it's a rumor. Some people may post stuff that they just made up or, you know, it, it, it varies. Like you, you come across a lot of that stuff, especially on Facebook and stuff like that. Cause people be like, Oh man, this is fake. You know, that's not real. You know, or they may challenge it and stuff like that. But I usually like go out, research it, run it through the system to see, and then I'll go through another source and see, okay. And if it's not, you know, real or if it's fake, I won't post it to be honest with you. Cause I'm not out here to post fake stuff and fake news and just to get the viewers because that's what people do to get the viewers and get followers. They'll, they'll just start up a hype and, and then they'll roll with it. Nope. That's what not what rated of gaming is not about that. So we make sure whatever contents we post it up and we don't try to break any, you know, contents laws or put stuff that is going to violate copyrights or whatever, or music, anything. We, like I said, we research stuff. We make sure we're within our, you know, guidelines and rules. And we follow that here. Cause like I said, we're not trying to make, um, our brand all fake, you know, news or fake products or fake this or fake that we're trying to be as 100% as possible. And a lot of times, Hey, you, you can't get to a hundred percent, but like I said, if it ain't, and if it ain't real, we ain't posting it. Simple as that here at the studio. Well, guys, it's 42 minutes and 53 seconds into the Rated F Gaming Studios B podcast show. And I'm your man on the mic, Mr. Recon4761. It's my gamer tag, like I said earlier, on that Xbox X and the PlayStation Pro 4. So when you want to get your game on, you know, hit me up if I'm ever online. Because I'll be honest with you, man. I haven't been on my Xbox in a while. But um, I was out there, um, let me see, a couple of weeks after I got back from E3, testing out the new you know, equipment that we installed before we left to E3. Because like I said, we're going to do something different and I don't really want to release it yet because it's, you know, I'm saving it for the fall. So we're in here, we're up, 
upgrading our PCs, our gaming rigs for the fall and getting ready to do something unique. All I can tell you in, tell you guys is just be listening out because we're going to take it to a whole different level when it comes to streaming. Simple as that. I mean, like I told you earlier, if you were listening, we're mad gaming scientists here at the Rated F Gaming Studios. So we're just trying to be different and unique. We're not trying to be a follower. We're trying to be leaders here. We want people to follow us, what we're doing, what we're like. So people can say, hey, man, them guys over at Rated F Gaming Studios, dude, they, they're, they're, that's pretty slick. That's pretty cool what they just did. Oh, that's unique. Oh, that's different. So, yeah, we got some exciting new fall lineups as like the CBS and all these other networks would say where we got some fall new gaming lineups that we're going to present on our stream. And, and and like I said, we got a bunch of streams out there that we can work with. So we work with best because we got a bigger audience, big response. People are like, well, oh, you're going to stream on, you know, Twitch, uh, YouTube gaming. Honestly, that's great. We're going to do a little, you know, do a, a little bit on both. But right now we're working on, on Facebook because you know, Facebook's just up, jumped into the streaming. The only problem I have with Facebook when it's stream, when you're streaming on there is that they'll like if you stream it at 1080 their their system may you know fluctuate you down to 720 for some reason and that's the only thing i don't like i figure if you if you you know set your equipment up to stream at 10 you know 1080p you should be able to stream your content at 1080p simple as that i mean i like to stream at 4k and that's something we're looking to do doing this fall you know going 4k streaming I mean, I know there's uh, Twitch can handle it. I'm not quite too sure if they can handle the bandwidth or they can handle 4K streaming yet. YouTube came in because we haven't tested it. Because like I said, we don't we're set up at 1080p right now and high, a little bit more than that. So we're looking to like to go to a different level, take it to an, a different stream height come this fall, stream a little bit more, you know, because it is going to be fall time, winter time, people hibernate. But in the summertime, a lot of people are not sitting around, you know, catching a lot of streaming. If they do, they're catching it from their cell phone devices, their tablets and stuff like that. But that's about it as far as that. I don't want to mention anything. You know, I'm going to keep it as a, a surprise what we got coming out this fall and what we got planned and the, the bigger and better lineup here at the studio, the show and stuff like that. But I'll definitely be getting out here more to give you more podcasting, especially for all the you know, the people that picked up the podcast show, the Rated Up Gaming Studio podcast. And I, like I said, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I want to thank all of the people for listening and taking time out your, from your schedule, checking out this pre-recorded podcast show. And there's more to come. So with that, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Um, this is Antonio, also known as Recon4761. He's my gamer tag on an Xbox and PlayStation. Look me up sometime when you're out there. Drop me a message, and when I do get out there, I'll gladly add you to my friends list, and maybe we can go on a mission or do whatever. So with that, you guys take care. And as they say in the gaming industry, take care and game on. Rated Up Gaming Studios, out.